Hello, this is Honestly Juliet, and it's Sunday, November 25th. Today I'm talking about transformation. I got a little zhuzh from a, from a group on Instagram who posts transformational images of people. It's mostly a weight loss journey. But you know, um, what a what better topic to talk about than transformation right now, right? This would be the season. Certainly in every environment we see that in nature, right? Whether you're living in Boston or San Diego, we have our transformations right now. Uh, where I live in San Diego County, we are, everything's turning green because um, I liken our summers to winter because it's too hot to be outside in your garden. And um, things really don't grow. They kind of shrivel up and die. It's just too bloody hot and too sunny. So this is our boon season here of transformation where things actually um, come to fruition. So the pictures that I posted uh, were of me over two years, maybe three um, of going from a size extra large women's petite to medium. And it's quite baggy in some areas and still a little tight in others, but that's okay. We like that part, <laughs> you know? Um, so what I was asked is what, what did you do to transform yourself? Well, in my situation, the weight gain was due to pain. I couldn't move my body. So I had to be very brave and look at the pain for what it was unmitigating, unchanging until I made some big changes. So I had to look at my life and see what things brought me pain, what actions that I was doing weren't working for me, what associations had I had that really hurt. Then I had to look at the way I was treating my body, what movements I was doing that hurt and what movements that I could do that would make it feel better. And one of them was changing the way I thought about things. Instead of being so negative and angry, I could make lemonade from the lemons I'd been handed, right? I didn't have to be a sour lemon. I could be sweet lemonade. So first thing I needed to do was get out of pain and I was in so much bloody pain I could barely I couldn't I, I wasn't functioning I wasn't functioning I was mostly dead we were all preparing for my death so um, I did one thing I swore I would never do and I and I started using cannabis and for the first year I used cannabis I hated it I hated myself and I wasn't okay with that and I didn't use it as a medicine. I used it as an escape. So the second year, I started using it as a real medicine. And almost like a chemo, you know? There, there are levels of, of taking cannabis internally where it really does. It, it removes tumors. It removes um, myomas, all sorts of yuck, whatever... Whatever nasty thing you have in a pocket in your body, your body will cough it out, give it up gladly in the, in the face of 
proper cannabis. And so I was taking it. I still do take it internally. I smoke it. I eat it. I drink it. And I put it on my body topically as an oil. And from that activity, around the clock on a daily basis, and allowing myself to be anesthetized of the pain. I, I wanted to be sharp as a tack, but that sharpness was cutting me more than anyone else. So um, I had to be okay and make peace with being out of pain and getting help. So I did and was heavily medicated for a good year a good year and the the highest level of milligrams I went up to was 2,000 milligrams of THC in a 24-hour cycle it's pretty checked out for a little bit probably shouldn't have been on social media <laughs> word to your mother maybe take that phone away from her if she's going to do this um, made some fun friends <laughs> <laughs> lost a lot of weight because the thing they don't tell you about taking cannabis internally is there's a certain level you get to where you don't get the munchies if anything you get the vomits just as if you were in a situation of, of chemo so yeah I got rid of a lot of the yuck in my body and as I was doing that started bringing better thoughts into my mind. I started listening to better songs that spoke kinder words, and sometimes no words. I watched my tone, and I've had an anger issue for a while, and, I, and the more angry I would get, the more violence my body would consume. I had to realize that I was the violence I was running from. Transformation starts at home in your own head. There's no trainer who could give you that. There's no trainer who gave me that. It was me. And when it's your turn, it'll be you. The catalyst was, for me, physical pain, mental anguish. Um, and, and the thought of not being here to watch our sons become men. So that was my impetus to uh, kick my own ass and get up and stop playing small and do everything. Do everything. Not just one little push-up. Not just one little piece of broccoli. That doesn't do it. You got to you got to be in it to win it. you got to go all the way in for your dreams, for that transformation to happen. I mean, dive deep. There's that little niggly thought in the back of your head. you got to go in and get it. What's that about? Why am I feeling bad about myself? You know, level up. What does it take? Do I need therapy? Sometimes I did. Do I need meditation? You bet every day I need meditation to clear out. <laughs> I can't even be in my own body if I don't meditate. It just is not fun.
see other transformations I made. Um, I made it okay for me to be quiet. I made it okay to not be at, at all the parties. I made it okay to not even celebrate my birthday. Because at that, on that day, it didn't feel like the best thing in the world to me. I allowed myself to do the things that are the very best feel the thoughts that are the very best. Think up my dreams. Remember my dreams from childhood. Who was it that I wanted to be? What is it that I came here to do? Am I doing it? No, I wasn't. I was being a fat bastard laying around in bed crying every day going, shit, my body hurts. I want to die. Well, sometimes God doesn't take you. Sometimes you could be in a death loop every day until you get the fuck up. And I really had to get the fuck up. I had to get over my sadness. Because you know what? Sometimes life is sad. And you can't be sad enough to out-sad sadness. You know? Can let the, you can have a bumper crop of lemons that are sour and be really peevish about it, but they're still there on the tree and they're still gonna fall and they will rot unless you pick them up and do something with it. You know, make that lemon zest, pop it in your cookies, make some lemonade, give it to a neighbor. I mean, really my issue was blockages. That's, that's where pain comes from. From not allowing your innate energy to shine. I didn't want to shine. I didn't want to draw attention to myself. I would have to deal with attentions. I didn't know how to. I still struggled that with getting attention from people. This is something... I don't think, excuse me, I don't think many women w are willing to talk about. Um, some of us are naturally endowed with big, big boobs, big, big breasts. Some mams are the mam and mammary. I mean, you know, and I was. I was a child who came into breasts at a very young age. And with that came a lot of shame from my community you know it's just the way this flower sprouted wasn't anything I, I intentionally wished for but sometimes you get lucky right <laughs> I got the whole treasure chest so to speak so that I had to look back and go that plays into it not wanting to be noticed for breasts and if you have a big everything else your breasts might not stick out so much so there was that I had to deal with then the mind games of what a person's value is and you know as I walk the beach every day I have to tell you I exercise a lot 
but I never think it's exercise. I think I'm taking photos. I go to the beach and I walk as long as it takes until I feel calm. I begin dealing with the panic attacks of all the new attention by taking photos. See, if people saw me taking photos, often they wouldn't talk to me. And it was my way of creating a little buffer zone until I knew how to deal with, with, with me being me, just being me. Well, you know, everybody has issues with dealing with who they are. And this was my middle age time to go through that. So as soon as I, my body felt well enough to handle driving a car on my own and walking in public on my own, which, by the way, that was a huge feat. And it continues to be a huge feat for me every day to go for walks by myself. Now I have to tell you, I've walked over a thousand miles this calendar year. It's November. Seriously. And I started walking, I want to say February or March on the beach. And it wasn't every day. I mean, just wrap your brain around that. I was, three years ago, I could not get out of bed on my own. I needed a chair. I needed a husband, a child, someone's hand to pull me so I could walk 10 feet to the restroom. That's not who I signed up to be. Some beaten down, dependent person. That was not who I signed up to be. I was not okay with that. The anguish from that just chewed me up. So every day I would watch these fabulous nature documentaries where these athletes would go into nature and they would consume it like it was the best meal they'd ever had. And I jumped on that vibe when I couldn't move my hands to use social media on my phone. And I would drag my one pinky and it would hurt because everything hurt back then, everything. But that was the thing that I held on to, that little ray of sunshine that would come through my window and watching these nature documentaries. And watching the little kids next door thrive and shine and be vibrant and remind myself, this is in you too. This is in all of us. We're here to be so much more. And I knew that I was here to be so much more. So much more than this. More than a wife, more than a mother, more than a teacher more than a volunteer, more than a gardener, more than an artist. I knew I was here filled with purpose. I didn't know how I'd wrap my hands around that purpose if I couldn't move my hands. How am I going to run towards the sun when I couldn't move my legs? That's where 
see those are the that's when I started the cannabis that's where I started the meditation that's where I started sitting in the Sun and meditating and listening to podcasts with with good words you know I started started charting what I wanted my tomorrow to look like today and if it couldn't look like that today what's the closest facsimile I could I could fake it till I make it right or not fake it just enjoy a tinier portion until my body had more space to hold more you know so instead of going to the beach I could walk around my garden I put a little tiny tiny kiddie pool in my garden that had four lounge chairs in it. Listen, it was the Mac Daddy of kiddie pools. It was the best. I filled that up with salt, with Epsom salts, with, with good healing herbs that I didn't want to mess up our bathtub with. And I would soak in the cold water, run up the stairs and take a hot shower, and the hot to the cold, salt, the inside to the outside, really got my lymphatic system going and helped that drainage start of whatever was untoward in the body. I, I think it kind of got my magnetism going, to tell you the truth. There's a lot to be said for knowing your true north of what the body needs and just going for that. You know, listening. Listening to your soul and going for the thing that fuels your soul. But I'll tell you what, everything on the planet is going to tell you, no, don't go for that. You're so selfish. Well, you got to get yourself in order before you can be part of anything. So, yeah, you want to be selfish. You want to be self-absorbed when you're healing yourself. You want to be all about you. I mean, what else are you going to be about when you're healing you? You're going to be about Joe down the street? No, you got to be about you. And we're taught as women and men not to be selfish. Don't take time for yourself. You've got things to do. You've got to go to work. You've got to make dinner. You've got you to gotta show up for your friends. Yes. But first, you've got to be you. First, you have to be in working order before you can go work. You know? These were big, big, heavy questions for me. How am I going to do that without, you know, rocking the boat? How am I going to be this whole different person when everybody here has only known me as this person? I had to get to the point where I was in tears before I would allow myself to drive eight miles to the beach. I mean, what the fuck is that about? How did I get so turned around to not honor my body? You know, if I love my kids, I got to remember, this is the vessel that brought those kids here. I love my husband. I remember this is the body I used to love him with. What was I doing? What 
crazy philosophy was I believing? So yeah, I had to chop that up, put it through the Cuisinart, and then put it in the compost bin because that was some, that was total shit. <laughs> it was not good for me, the people around me, the people before me, and the people that come after me. It was bad, bad, bad. You know, self-sacrifice, no baby. Stop feeding your body to the birds. <laughs> you got to take care of yourself. So to everyone out there who has been a self-sacrificing genius and is now on bed rest, I salute you. I see you. I've been you. I am still you. And I go walk the beach every day. So I don't know if I covered this yet. I... I walk on the beach between 35 miles and 60 miles a week on foot, barefoot, walking knee-deep in the ocean minimum. Sometimes I get a little higher in the water, Some, but usually I'm wet and I'm pushing against, kicking against the water to create a little bit of traction, a little bit of... Um, magnetism, you know, to be one with the environment. And honestly, when you're in it to win it and you're in that water and taking pictures, the picture's going to come out better. I mean, really, it's like your best friend coming over to play and going, do I look good like this? Do I look good like that? Yeah, you do. You are one pretty beach. <laughs> you are one pretty beach. Hello, airplane. So transformation, what does it take? The simplest definition of a transformation is a new point of view. It's a new point of view. And on Open Lines Radio, you may have heard Roadside Shaman. Roadside Shaman, Hannah, was my new point of view. She showed me what long-term healing looks like. She was bravely taking what she needed. She taught me so much of what it is to be grateful, what it is to be a host, hospitality, shamanic practices, what it is to be indigenous in a modern world. Um, I'm so grateful to you, Hannah. You've been a really big part of my journey. And Frank, my husband, I'm so grateful to you for introducing me to marijuana. You know, you, you, took, you took some hits as a kid, being exposed to it young, before it was legal. And you knew the potential of this herb and were very brave to help me get on board. When I couldn't smoke, when I couldn't handle smoking, because I'd never smoked before, I never smoked a cigarette, never, never smoked anything. Um, Frank would take a hit and blow, blow it in my mouth for me because I couldn't handle it. And I didn't know how to work a bong. My hands would shake too much and I would cry. So, you know, transformation 
is, is humbling. Transformation is silent permissions. Transformation is a thought followed by an action, followed by another action and another action. So on day one of my journey, looks nothing at all like day 700. You have to understand that. You have to really take that in and be okay that day one, everybody looks like a dumbass. It's not transformation on day one. It looks like the worst day of your life. <laughs> it looks like you're getting everything wrong. And quite probably you are. And you've decided tomorrow, I'm going to take an action that I know is in a better direction. It may not be all the way right, you know? It may be, it may be, oh shit, I have an addiction to Doritos. I think I'll switch to the organic. And then maybe someday you'll, you'll make something fantastic with kale and, ye and brewer's yeast and, and your nacho seasoning. But nobody gets there on day one. And if you did, you'd miss the whole message. You'd miss the, all the learning. And there's so much to that. So, you know, be okay with being wrong. That's a good helper. Be okay with getting it right. It's bound to happen. But just, just be okay with being where you are right now. If it's in a prison cell, be okay with that. It won't be forever. If it's in a hospital bed, be okay with that. If you're in school and you know you've got years and years to go and you just don't like it, be okay with that. The first step to transformation is just saying, I am here now, you know, Touch my elbows, touch my shoulders, touch my knees, touch my head. I'm okay. I'm here. I mean, I've gotten everything fucked up wrong up until this point, but I'm here. And if you're here, you still have a chance in the lottery of getting it right. And it's just step by step. It doesn't have to be anybody else's step. It doesn't have to be a step program. You don't even have to go up physical steps. But, you know, it's a good workout if you can. It's just wherever you are today, getting closer to where you want to be tomorrow. For me, it started with a happy thought of watching other people shoot documentaries of themselves in nature. I watched a documentary of people riding their bicycles. I watched a documentary of people taking pictures of birds in, a in Central Park. I've watched documentaries of people making art. Um, walking through meadows, climbing rock walls, climbing mountains, surfing. 
just gardening. Some had, some had no words. Some I watched another language with the sound turned down just to drink in their world through their eyes, their point of view. You know, go on Pinterest and pick a board. You can call it transformation. You call it whatever you want. You call it popsicle. It doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever works for you works for you. Just show up for yourself with a thought in your head. Be thoughtful of your needs. Maybe you'll pull over on the side of the road after hearing this and get out of your car and just, just walk a few steps or sit under a tree or watch the sunset over the beach if you're in California and if I'm if you're on the east coast you will watch the sun rise over the beach you'll find, or maybe you'll pull over and smell the roses if you do be sure to post it up in social media we could all smell the roses it's one of the nicest things you could do So, today, I am a small medium in size. I'm about, about the perfect weight for my frame, maybe on the heavier side, but it's all shifting. The range of motion, I went from not, you know, not being able to make it to the restroom not being able to get up out of bed to walking 10 miles a day. You know, one of my gangbuster days was I went to, got up early, watched the sunrise on the beach, took a three-mile walk on the beach, came home, showered, got dressed, drove up to Disneyland and spent eight hours at Disneyland walking around, drove back, and did all my work on social media for the day. Do you think the person I am today would recognize the person I am in bed? No, not really. The transformation's been pretty great. But the lessons, the lessons from going through that transformation on my own are with me forever. You know, and that breeds more compassion. That it breeds more understanding. It helps me to slow down because, listen, I like to go really fast because I was held back for a while by my own self. So now that I'm allowing myself to go forward, I'm a little bit janky with the, for, the stop-go motion, but uh, I want to go all the time these days. You know? I... It, I look in the mirror and I smile at myself. I used to frown at myself in the mirror. I used to say awful things of disappointment, awful words of disappointment. And I would narrate my life like a cranky Howard Cosell. No, Howard Cosell was not cranky, but I was. I was very, very cranky. And that'll make you sick. So, um, yeah, transformation requests your happiness. Transformation cordially invites you to 
to embrace your dreams. Transformation doesn't ask you to bring a thing. It just asks that you show up every day. Every single day. Every minute of every day. Transformation asks you, who do you want to be? And the most fun game we came up with of who do you want to be was to write down every adverb and adjective we could think of to describe the better attributes of ourselves um, and make it into a card game on index cards. So that meant getting out my old buddy, the, 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 the sword. Let me say it properly. Thesaurus. It's not a dinosaur. It's just, it's an old book. English majors use it to look up adjectives and adverbs for words. And sim- There's many different kinds of dictionaries. Don't get me started. Anyway, in the thesaurus, you can find the exact word for that feeling. And I believe we had something like 50 cards for one deck, 200 for another. And what we were doing for a while, myself, my family, and friends, is we would draw a card asking the question, who do I want to be today? How do I want to show up in this situation? Or here's my favorite question. What? talents would best suit this objective in this moment. And, you know, you stack the deck. I mean, you write, you write your own deck, right? So, of course, it's going to be all about you. All you. And, but I'll tell you, it's, it's a very tricky exercise to get into. When you're first starting your transformational journey, it may be hard to say nice things about yourself maybe the easiest thing in the world who knows but you don't know till you try for me that first night I stayed up five hours into the middle of the night just looking at different different thinking being with it shutting up the negative words in my head and re coming back to it again and again and again and I just wrote a list on a piece of paper of every single word that felt congruent with who I wanted to be and where I wanted to go. And um, this was really one of the easiest exercises I've ever done that yields so much in the transformational journey. If you have a toolkit to go to that tells you this is what you're really great at, this is this is what we really like about ourselves, this is this is the part of your personality we want to see today and and it's already all of your personality traits you know you've got all the pieces for that kind of game you can play that kind of game it's a lot easier than getting a tarot reading from somebody else that you don't know never met and cards that may or may not reflect who you are so you know get real name it claim it 
make yourself a card deck if that makes you happy, if you like to play games, if, if that helps you to get your inner self to the outside and mirror yourself back into yourself to give you confidence. That worked for me. If it works for you, glory, glory, do it. So here's, here's how you do it. You just get a deck, a deck of index cards. It's like 50 cents, maybe a dollar. Get a felt tip pen because, or, or, you know, any kind of pen you have, pencil. And if you don't have a thesaurus, you can go to merriamwebster.com. You could go to lots of different online sources. I think Encyclopedia Britannica is free uh, and has many resources. It's all there online for you for free if you have access. And if you don't have access, go to the library. The library will have these in the resource section on the shelf. You won't be allowed to take the books home because they're resource books. But you know what? You will get to use them there. They will always be there for you. And you just write down the words. Cheerful, talkative. Um, what else did I write down? Artistic, friendly, good listener. Um, cook. You know, just any attribute. Just start from where you are. And you can add more cards to the deck as you go along. It's a pretty good exercise. From there, I just picked the prettiest place I could think of and I went there. And I walked around. And, and for me, when I'm walking around in beautiful places and spaces, I don't think about my feet moving. I don't think about my muscles getting stronger. I'm not thinking about if I do this movement, then this thing will happen. Mm -mm. It's a total loss of self and a total regaining or remembering of the spirit and how my spirit is connected with the rest of the world. And when I'm in that space, oh baby, everything feels good. Everything feels great. And mobility is fantastic. My thoughts are good. I'm a kinder person to myself and to those around me near and far. And I, and I, I heal quicker when I'm in a, in a better state. So my advice to you is start your transformation where you are. Try not to have too many pictures of what it needs to look like on day one. It's enough to know that you're changing. It's enough to know that you chose this over that and you feel very pleased. Just do that. That's day one. Day two, do what you did on day one. Day three, do what you did on day one and day two and do something new. Go slowly. Be gentle with yourself. That's where the transformation will come in in an agreeable manner. 
when you're gentle with yourself, then others will be gentle with you too. You know, show up for you and the rest will come into play. Have a wonderful day one of your transformation. Thanks for listening in. This is Honestly Juliet. Until next time.
dark enough? Can you see? 